With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. Need advice? Want to know what a pro would say? Get all the answers you need from professionals in this Fox 4 podcast. Ask the experts. Hi, my name is Carrie Wickersham. We are so glad to have our paid sponsor here from Citizens Bank and Trust to talk about financial literacy. Amanda Kunze is the Vice President of Commercial Real Estate at Citizens Bank and Trust. And here's some of the things we're going to discuss, Amanda. We're going to talk about budgeting and how not enough people do that. We're going to talk a little bit about recovering from financial difficulty. Even if it's tanked your credit score, how to get your credit score uh, back up, and a little bit about emergency funds and why those are so important. But first, let's just start with what is financial? financial literacy. Right. Well, financial literacy can mean many different things, but just to keep it simple, financial literacy is the knowledge to be able to make financial decisions. And that's something that every single one of us do on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we found is that there are about half of Americans suffer from a lack of financial education. And that's not necessarily their fault. It may not have been taught in schools or at home. Uh, but regardless, They may not have had a good role model. That's correct. That's mm-hmm. correct. Uh, regardless, we have seen that about 50% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And some may think that that's not a bad thing, but what if you lose your job tomorrow? Uh, what if you have an emergency come up and you don't have anything set aside to, to help you out. Um, but w- we have seen that lack of financial education, and we have we have seen that we can help out with that. Why do you think it is so important to start with financial literacy, especially even when you're young, very young, and maybe getting an allowance or something like right, that? Right, right. Well, <clears throat> there's all sorts of financial education. I know when you're young, some sort of financial education could be learning different coins. What is a penny? What is a nickel? What's a quarter? Just being able to have that foundation to begin with can help you in your future. You need to know how to manage money before you have money coming in, or else you're going to have money and not know what to do with it. Right. I think it starts, as parents, it starts with kids. You know, you teach them if they make a dollar that they save some, that they maybe they give some. Absolutely. And then that they can spend some. Well, um, when we talk in terms of, of adults who struggle with finances, as most of us do, <laughs> yes. you talk about budgeting being sort of the baseline for financial literacy. Right. Why is that so important and what's involved? Yep. Well, budgeting like you said, is the foundation because it's really telling you where your money's going. You need to be able to have a snapshot. Look at, here's what money I have coming in. Here's what money I have going out on a paycheck basis, on a monthly basis, so you can know how to better manage that. Maybe you are spending a lot of money on groceries and throwing a lot of way away when the produce goes bad. Uh, maybe at the end of every paycheck, you pay your rent paycheck, and you go out and have some fun with some friends, but then you don't have money to pay your utility bills. You know, you need to be able to manage that 
I think that's so interesting because they even tell you if you're dieting to journal your food right? the same way. So, and when you do that, you know all of a sudden how many carbs you're eating. Yes. Or how many. And it's kind, of, it's kind of the same thing. We don't realize, especially because money never touches our hand. It's all in credit cards yeah. and it's all invisible anyway. It's hard to determine exactly how much uh, you are spending. So when you talk about budgeting, line by line – Go through what we should have in our budget. Sure. So just to kind of imagine a piece of paper in front of you, on the top line, you're going to put your income. And for individuals, that's different. You know, for some folks, maybe it's your every two-week paycheck, and that's your total income. Uh, Maybe some folks are in retirement and they're receiving a Social Security check or or other forms of ongoing income. Uh, Maybe you're receiving child support, things like that. Whatever it is, you're going to put your total income, maybe on a monthly basis, on the top line. Then you go down and you start listing your expenses. So one of the top highest expenses a person will have is either their mortgage payment or their rental payment. You'll, you'll put that. Then you'll start putting your different utility bills. Maybe you are paying $150 a month for cable and start noticing, hey, is that really necessary or do I just need Netflix for $12 a month? Um, other expenses include a car loan. Maybe you have credit card bills, things like that. And then you also have to set aside money to spend. Uh, you can't just go paycheck to paycheck and not have have food in the refrigerator and, and gas to go to work. And entertainment, too. You yes. know, there's other categories you have to think about, too. Not only how much you might spend on entertainment, but I think, like, how much I spend on gifts yeah. and things like that, that is all need to, to go in there. And then at the end of the day, you said to put savings in your budget. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. What you really want is to have your income and your expenses equal zero. And so make savings a line item for expenses. Just think of it as you're paying yourself. Instead of paying the credit card company for an expense, you're paying yourself and you're putting it in the bank. Because it is very important to have money set aside, whether you're saving for a kid's, you know, your child's education fund, or you're really just trying to get by in case you do have some sort of emergency. Or maybe a little bit for vacation That's, or yes. something like that that you want to save <laughs> To get for. away from the weather that we have coming up. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we also talked a little bit about um, emergency funds. And does that just go into your savings or is that something separate? You want your emergency fund to be readily available. We call it liquid because it's something that you can get to at the drop of a hat. So if you if you run over a pothole and you need a new tire <laughs> yes. that day. There's a million people in Kansas City <laughs> raising their hand right now. <laughs> you do not want to go into your savings account and incur maybe a charge because you're you're not able to access it right away or go into your retirement fund or something like that. You might want to have that emergency fund be a separate checking account. Mm. Maybe it's actually something you can access on a debit card. That's up to you, but you want to be able to get to that cash right away in case of an emergency. But and on the other side of it, you don't want to just say, hey, I want to go out and eat, so I'm going to use this debit card. You have to be right. careful of that. I'm having a personal emergency, and I need a new outfit. You can't do that, right? That's right. <laughs> okay. So you really set some, some boundaries and say once you put that in there, you don't touch that right. emergency fund. Right. Yeah. And is it more do – you, do you leave an emergency fund that is more based on your income, like a percentage? I put 10% in there, or, or is it a dollar figure? Well – 
it's really, it should be based on your income. But let's say you're starting out. Let's say that you don't have any money in savings. Maybe you're just getting out of college and you're, you're worried about paying off student loans and all these other expenses that you have. I would recommend a $1,000 emergency fund. Get to that $1,000 as quickly as you can. That way, let's say you lose your job or you have some kind of emergency come up, $1,000 will pretty much get you get you through that, um, depending on, on how long. Maybe you lost your job and you just need to go out and find something else to have income coming in. Well, for that month, you maybe can pay your rent with that $1,000 setting aside, or you can get a new tire, you know, go to the doctor, things like that. And Amanda, this, this takes some discipline. It really does. It takes some mindfulness and some discipline to do this because it's easy to spend the amount of money that you have. But also for people who don't make much more money than they have, right. it can be very empowering, can't it? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's part of your overall fitness. Sometimes you think of fitness and health just being going out and working out. This is about being healthy all over. You don't want to be stressed all day, every day. How am I going to eat lunch? Do I only have a dollar to eat lunch? You know, (laughs) I'm waiting to get to my next paycheck so that I can go out and buy what I need to. You want to be able to feel secure on a day-to-day basis and have everything covered. That's what, that's what we all want. And it, like you said, everyone's making a different amount of money. And I know that sometimes minimum wage may not, may not Lend let you to, yeah, yeah to do everything that you want to do but at least you can feel comfortable until you can find something else or move up on the income status level that you are getting getting by with what you need I agree having some sort of plan gives you hope even if you're in dire right. straits and that's what we're going to talk about next um, there are people out there who are listening and watching who are in the midst of a financial crisis, or they're really trying to recover from a financial crisis, get their credit score back up, what would you say to them? Well, um, I know many people in my age group (laughs) that have a lot of student loans. That's a huge issue right now. Maybe you have a lot of credit card debt, maybe a lot of medical expenses. And just shoving it to the side is never going to make it go away. Um, I know it might be hard to sit down and make a budget and look at it because it's not the prettiest of pictures right now, but nothing's going to change until you actually sit down and, and take a look at it. Maybe you find that when you start spending less on groceries or you start spending less to go to the movies or go shopping, you have a little bit more to chunk away to pay down that student loan or or gets you caught up on that credit card, things like that. Mm -hmm. And there are, you mentioned it, but there are catastrophes that happen in your life. I have a good friend now who's going through a divorce Mm -hmm. um, and can hardly get her electric bills paid. And so if, if you prepare, and some things you can't prepare for, but medical crisis and stuff like that. Um, But this can really just, I I really feel like what you're saying resonates that if you just have a plan, um, even if you can only implement it in a very small way, it's better than having no plan at all. It's better than having nothing. Mm -hmm. I know, you know, I have student loans also. I got out of college, I started working, and that was something huge on my mind. I didn't want it to be there anymore, but I wanted you know, I wanted to be able to, hey, I have my first job. I have an income. I want to be able to still go out and do things. I can buy a car. I can, yeah. I can do something yeah. special to celebrate my job. Yes. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be the biggest car. It doesn't have to be the, uh, you know, the nicest car, or the biggest trip you go on or things or, you know, anything like that. You have to be, like you said, have self-control and know that 
you are trying to get to X, mm-hmm. but right now you've got to make some sacrifices to get there. You got to do the work. You got to put a little skin in the game. And sometimes when we have discipline early on, it brings some peace later on, doesn't it? And Absolutely. some security. Um, so when we talk about, I, I promised that we would talk about raising credit scores. So if you're in that financial situation where your credit is tanked because you haven't been able to pay your bills, what can you do to get back on your feet? Yeah, well, there's a few different things that you can do. Um, the first thing I would recommend is actually going out and getting a credit report. I believe the website's called free or annualcreditreport.com, and it does not impact your credit score, but it does show you on, I think you can do it twice a year. I could be wrong about mm-hmm. that. Maybe mm-hmm. once a year. You can go out and you can actually see what your credit score is and see who, what the different credit card companies are, or banks or whoever are putting on your credit score, what they're reporting. So maybe so that's the first step. That's like the diagnosis. Yeah. Okay. See, see where you're at, just okay. like we're talking about on the budget. Just see where you are to start out with. Maybe there's a 10-year-old debt on there that you just keep getting dinged and you had no idea it was still out there. Uh, maybe you, you know, it, it could be anything. But you need to know where you are first, and then you have to start applying, okay, how can I start improving this? You can call the different companies Maybe if it's an old debt, maybe you can settle that for less than what the total bill is. But you need to start, like you said, diagnose and then see what you need to do to get better. <laughs> then we got to treat, right? <laughs> then treat. Okay, okay, that's good. And is it is it possible to turn that credit score around without, say, declaring bankruptcy? Absolutely. And I would say do not only go the route of bankruptcy if that's your absolute, absolute final final place to go right you know you can like I said you can call these different companies you can typically work with them you can work with credit services companies as well you can consolidate debt Um, you know there's there's so many things that you can do instead of just saying oh my gosh it's so bad I give up and and that's sometimes where people are and they just wash their hands of it and they just open more credit cards and get deeper and deeper Um, I know that Citizens Bank and Trust does so much to educate the public on financial literacy. I've I've heard that you go to schools, to grade schools, and that's where you start. Then you go to colleges and universities. You go to homeless and domestic violence shelters. You are so invested Mm -hmm. in teaching people about this. For folks who are out there listening who want more, who want more specifics, uh, tell me what else you offer. Sure. So we actually implemented a financial literacy program at the bank. We started it in 2014, uh, really got it up off the ground in 2015. What this program is, it's our employees going out into the communities that we serve around Kansas City and where our other branches are in Missouri and Kansas. Our employees are going out and teaching what we know. Which Voluntarily. Is volunteering you don't have to pay for our it. time. Yep, our employee volunteers. And it, there's no cost to any of the organizations we work with, any of the individuals we work with. It's truly a service that we provide because we acknowledge that as a bank, we feel a a sense of responsibility to be able to go out and help people make these changes to their budget, to their financial situation, to help them for future generations, for the rest of their lives, uh, be able to manage their finances a little bit better and have a better peace of mind. What a gift. That's (laughs) amazing. So tell me some of the different, um, I would say, I don't know, 
platforms that you offer when you go out? What are some of the things that you talk about? Sure. So there's the the topics are endless just because it really depends on who we're talking to at the time. But some of the most basic topics are based off of these modules. And the modules are from the FDIC's Money Smart program. The FDIC has also acknowledged that there's a need out there for financial education. So they went out and they put together some free materials for banks, for financial institutions to do exactly what we're doing, going out and teaching teaching these these modules. Um, and as we mentioned, some of the topics include what we talked about, budgeting and credit scores and, and helping to recover financially from some difficulties. That sounds... Amazing. Is there anything else that you want to mention to people who are watching out there um, or listening on the podcast about um, about your programs? Well, again, I just want to say that our bank does not charge a fee for any of this. We we want you to come in and talk to us. As a bank, we are truly in the business of building relationships. So we're there for our communities. We're there for the individuals. And if you can't come to us for your financial problems, you know, who can you go to? We have a whole level of experts at our bank covering different topics. And it doesn't matter if you're that person living paycheck to paycheck, or, you know, maybe you're a more experienced and real estate investor looking for a development loan. You know, we have somebody there available to you based on your need at that time. It's so reassuring to know that we have somebody out there um, who's there to do more than just take your money and earn interest (laughs) off of it. So thank you so much um, to our sponsors from Citizens Bank and Trust, and um, especially to you, Amanda, for just coming in and taking your time to uh, educate us about this. I feel like you gave us some really valuable stuff. Hey, if you want to know more about some of the free education programs uh, at Citizens Bank and Trust, you can go to gocitizens.bank bank and there's a plethora of information there thanks again and we will see you next time on ask the experts